Hey everybody, my name is Bob, and welcome to the Late Night Playlist. Go ahead and grab your favorite adult beverage and get ready to talk about the album of the week with my friends and me. Let's get started. All right, hey everybody, welcome to the Late Night Playlist, where we actually made it to season two with the oh. exact same cast as we had in season one i know no wheels the, fell off no way. wheels fell off the bus <laughs> there were a lot of bets out there that i was going to be shot and gotten rid of but you all lost your money thank you the very network much. executives had nothing to say with <laughs> that's right you know the we, direction we, of the show we had <laughs> some contract holdouts but we're all back everybody came back we found a way to make everybody happy everybody's paycheck got multiplied by 12 that's what happened. <laughs> Luckily, it's a, good, it's a good start, right? A, when you multiply by zero, funny things start to happen. So <laughs> it's all good. So uh, I, I, I'm not introducing you. I've done it before. How's everybody doing tonight? Good. 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 Man. Thanks. Getting Happy better by the beer. Happy New Year. I don't know if it's New Year or not. Getting better by the New Year. New Year for the show. It's New Year for the show. It was it was a great holiday break. Happy New Season. Happy New Season. Right. I don't know. Is there a Hallmark card for that? There might be. We we should look. Maybe we could do a Hallmark card for that and get paid for it. What do you think? That could be the times twelve bonus for everybody. Happy New Podcast Season. Congratulations so on about... your third listener. <laughs> <laughs> we tripled our audience this year. We tripled our profits. <laughs> our family members and friends have stopped listening, but That's right. we're picking up if some we... random strangers out there. Well, if let's we be had, honest. If, uh, if we had 20 bucks, honest. we'd have a blue check mark. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I was just going to say, our. Our family and friends stopped listening to us long before we ever had a podcast. <laughs> I don't know they even really started, right? <laughs> <laughs> long before. So why are we here? We, are you guys about? are here. Thank you. I'm glad you asked that question. That That is a question that millions and millions of people around the world are wondering tonight. Why is the Late Night Playlist here today? Right? We're here today because we are going to talk about voivod's album angel rat nobody expected a straight answer from me did they but you got one it's (laughs) voivod's album angel rat not to be confused with their album devil possum but it's angel Rat. devil (laughs) devil possum was a great album yes (laughs) maybe that wasn't voivod i can't (laughs) get i get them confused with you know kebmo right right (laughs) they sound so much alike Mm-hmm. very similar <laughs> okay so uh let's let's go into the to the we normally do uh what'd you think i liked it but it was funny before we decided to do this album something had gotten me into voivod and i had built an apple music playlist that i was listening to this past summer and uh, so I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was like coming home. Okay. 
So this is another one of those bands that I'd obviously heard of hanging around y'all, but never really listened to all that much. I'm sure I listened to some, you know, because we're hanging out. Someone would have commandeered a music selection at some point and put it on. But I enjoyed it, too. And I I was a little struck by some of it because I I got I'm trying to I'm like, who do they remind me of? And I went through, Okay, well, when, you know, Panorama starts out, I'm thinking this is like Judas Priest, you know, and whatnot, and then we got later into the album, like Golem, and I'm thinking, well, there's like almost some Dream Theater stuff from that era. Progressive. Yeah, yeah in there. It, it was really interesting to listen to as they transversed a number of these progressive or different metal styles that right. were going on at the time. Well, and, and I think to to your question, who do they remind me of? What type of music is this? Kind of depends on what era or what album you're listening to. Because <laughs> these guys have evolved over time so much. My first exposure to them was, uh, I think he it was either Roar or Killing Technology. Okay. I can't remember which one. It was one of those yeah. two. And a very I different think- experience it was. Yes. And I think it was, I think it was killing technology because then not too long later, he ended up with dimension Hatros, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, you know, I think back then these guys were a very kind of, you know, underground, not very well known, but all the cool musicians respected them type band, probably a lot more hardcore. I don't know how much kind of straddling the metal punk fence. Yeah. Right. Brett, you're struggling for words. Uh, I I had a strange desire to listen to Mel Tillis after, <laughs> after listening to this album. And that's not even a joke. <laughs> I... I, honest to God, I pulled up Bell Tellis's greatest hits and, and ran to that after listening to this album. Uh, <clears throat> so it was interesting and not my not my style. I'm not, not going to lie to you. Not my style. Never heard of Voivod. So I started reading more. It turns out they're one of four, one of the four big metal bands out of Canada, as it turns out. So you guys are going to have to educate me on that here because I just didn't know. But one of the things I noticed about the album was how uh, don't don't beat me up over this, but how simple the production was on it. Like if you listen to this thing, like so, I remember Sean brought this up when we listened to uh, uh, Steely Dan Asia. How how produced it was. It was one of the most produced albums that, you know, maybe he's ever been Asia. And when you listen to this one, it's not like that at all. It's it's a much. Yes, exactly. Very simple. I mean, I got the sense that this was like a, you know, I don't know, eight track, six, whatever, (laughs) whatever number of tracks that these musicians use, but it was a smaller number of tracks than what Steely Dan was doing with Asia. Uh, and I don't mean that as an insult. I'm saying this was this was a bare bones, relatively produced thing. That's that was one of my observations on it. So there you go. I tell you, you know, I I think it's interesting to go go with what Tom was saying. 
you know, my, the first time I heard uh, Voivod was, uh, was War and Pain, you know, their, their, their first full, full length album. Uh, and I didn't hear it when it first came out. I, I probably heard it pretty close to when Roar came out, uh, their second album. And then I, then I, maybe Roar was already out and I got Roar fairly soon thereafter. Uh, but uh, uh, it was the same, the same people that played on this album. And I bought all their albums individually throughout the years up until Angel Rat. When I considered what album to, to pick for, for my first pick, I knew it was going to be a Voivod album because I knew that would make Derek happy. And <laughs> I just it's all about making Derek happy. It, it is. It really truly really is. <laughs> uh, and I knew it was going to be one of their first six albums because that's that's the 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 original band. Yep. Uh because uh after after this album, uh the lead singer and the bass player left. They left in good terms. They were all still friends, but they left. Uh and then then eventually the lead singer came back. Uh, but then the guitarist passed away. He had colon cancer. Uh, mm-hmm. and then the, uh, the bass player came back, but they never got all four of them back together again. You could really see huge growth. Like, like Tom was saying, you know, from, from war and pain where there was this fast punk thing going on that, that kind of wanted to be thrash heavy metal. To, to where Angel Rat happened, where it gets confusing as to what it is. Is this, is this Dream Theater? Is this Judas Priest? Is this Queensryche sometimes? Mm-hmm. No, uh, I, I'm not really sure what's going on. There's a lot of dissonant chords happening that, you know, this guy, is he playing jazz? I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what's happening here. You know, uh, and it was really kind of the fruition of their dreams and and like Brett said, this was a very DIY band. Yeah. From from the start. Are they still? I wonder. I haven't listened to this newest one that came out in 2022. Uh what was it? Wake? Awake? Uh I've got uh, it. I just don't remember the name of it. So there was the Wake and then recently Synchro Anarchy. Okay, I don't have that one yet. Uh, but uh, I love that more. The I don't like overproduced shit in most cases. I like DIY. I don't. I don't know about the the most recent one, the Secro Anarchy. I I and I haven't. I haven't uh, looked in. I haven't read on the ones that they've done in the last few years. But I know, like with uh, uh, with with Jason Newstead, when Jason Newstead was their bass player. Because after he left Metallica, he joined Voivod. Uh, when, I remember when, that. When he was their bass player, they did all of their recording in his home studio. Still pretty DIY. Yeah, and yeah then, plus they probably had a decent studio with all the Metallica money over the years. Yeah, I, like I'm sure he yeah. did. But they, they recorded everything there. They produced everything there. Everything was done <laughs> in-house. And then they took it like like we talked about before. Then they took it off to the record companies and said, "Okay, here it is. Let's let's mm-hmm. make something happen. Let's let's, let's talk a deal, right? Yeah. So so these guys very much, you know, 
on, on their own, you know, it's us against the world uh, to steal a phrase from Lizzie Borden in the 1980s. That's a band, Brent. Not, not, the, oh, not yeah. the girl. I, I was girl. thinking the girl. She yeah. may have had the same sentiment, actually. But yeah. She may have. A may legend. Have. Let's just go with a legend. Yeah, she's, and, she's a legend. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I did. I thought it was interesting, you know, listening to it. And, and you guys are right. I, I, didn't, I didn't know about the DIY aspect. And uh, I, think, I think that's nailing it 100% is that explains it, you know, and, uh, it was definitely not that, that overproduced thing that Tom's talking about. And you can honestly overproduce an album. Um, uh, you know, the, one of the albums, you, I don't know, Bob, I don't know if you guys will agree or hate me for saying this, but <laughs> you guys remember Bon Jovi slippery when wet. Sure. Uh, sure. Yeah. You listen to that album and it is produced, like extra like just unbelievable and and not it's not that boy I, I, I may kill off every fan we've ever had i don't think it's that great of an album when you listen to and you think about how produced this thing is and you're like okay this is the best they could do this is their best song you know uh, there you go yeah. there's no edges a, on it it exactly. becomes a can of beans uh, you know, I'm just gonna well, sit her on the shelf. You know, it's, it looks nice. It's a very you know, everybody wants it. It's a, you um, know, it's it was, gonna sell a lot of cans of beans. Right. It, it was pop hair metal at the time. I don't know how else to describe it. I mean, it had a large, had a big appeal to a large swath of people, and it was produced to do that, and it worked. I mean, look how many freaking albums that thing sold and how many tickets they sold yeah and he's a multi-millionaire still today so yeah i have no problem actually with john bon jovi he actually seems like a pretty good guy i mean he's like giving away food money and everything else so i no 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 criticism of him but that album yeah if we ever did that album I, i don't think any of us would score that one particularly high uh, this I, I don't one, know any of us would pick that album now. Maybe Rich, some of Richie Sambora's <laughs> solo stuff or something like that. Maybe it's now. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you though, not to get off on too much of a tangent. Slippery when wet was was what it was. The follow up to it, New Jersey, fucking fantastic album. Okay, All right. great song, very overproduced. Okay, very over, but great, great great tunes right if we were going to pick something from that era it'd be like cinderella or great white or it'd probably great white i could uh, see myself picking great white night songs so i can do some night songs some long cold winter was that yeah. the name of that album it seems like something like that yeah yeah sounds right yeah i could see doing twice shy or you know desert moon or something like that from yeah. Great white and psycho city I like I like something where they messed up once or twice. Yeah. <laughs> and now some of the early great white, you know, earlier even before like once bitten and twice shy. Prior to that, that was wow. That was a I, I thought they were going to be a Led Zeppelin cover band back then, but we're getting sidetracked. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I I read a uh, or not I read I watched a video with them one time. They were talking about when they started out. The band lived together 
in Canada. And they, they made an agreement that they were all going to live in one apartment and try to make it as a band. And they were so poor that they were getting Canadian welfare, uh, which <laughs> all, all four of them put together, uh, each one was making $150 a month in welfare. And that's, that's what they were living on when they were trying to start this band. Wow. So, so they, they were dedicated. And we talk about that occasionally, you know, through, through our talks about music, you know, people being dedicated to their art. Um, mm -hmm. That's, that's what these guys were doing. You know, they were, they were eating those cans of beans and probably whatever bags of dog food they found on the side of the road. And, yeah. uh, they kind of remind me of like a punk metal rush that never quite made. Mm. Yeah. You know, but That's that much variety in their catalog and great musicianship, variety, creativeness. They grew over time, but just never quite hit the yeah. bit, hit it big. Yeah. Well, you but know, fully I, style, I totally agree. And, and sorry to interrupt you. I, I one of the things I, kind of thought about whenever i was listening to these guys on my run you guys are going to laugh at me but super suckers <laughs> i started thinking about super suckers as i'm listening to this and i thought you know there's a little little bit of that here so i don't know what they play in concerts uh if they're doing the do you have any idea epiphones or what they got <laughs> Bob? i all, all i know about uh about the super suckers is uh they they mentioned that uh, their guitarist had the Les Paul gold top, so ah. I'm, I'm oh, assuming that a, was a Gibson. So I was say that's a very respectable guitar. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. but, so. but okay. it, it it probably wasn't an endorsement deal. It was uh, something he bought. A pawn shop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so I was looking. This album's actually copyright Geffen Records, which you would think was a pretty good sized record label and. You know, so maybe it was one of those deals where they just recorded themselves and then found a distributor for it or something like that. You know, I don't know. I'm just the album right before this one, uh, which was titled Nothing Face, uh, was was pretty much recorded in somebody's basement. Right. And that was their fifth album. And it did really well. Like went gold, I think. And people started noticing them and thinking, oh, wow, these guys are going to go someplace. Mm. So they put this next album together and then out, record companies were like, hey, we want to help. We want to be we want to be a part of this. Uh, they signed on with Geffen. Uh, they put it out and okay. they never even came close to doing what Nothing Face did again. Because uh, you, you listen to it, and it's just you can't play any of these songs on the radio. You know, there's, there's oh, not a single could. one of them. Yeah. <laughs> not on mainstream radio. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're not obscene or anything. No, no, it's not they're like not. That. No, there's there's not a one of them that is. Uh, uh, and I don't I don't remember 2007 very well. I don't remember if they had. Uh, satellite radio was all the rage back then or not but uh you know there just there just wasn't a lot of places to play for that sort of thing sure so it just didn't take off and then then with uh 
right after this album came out, the lead singer and the the bass player left. They changed. They got a uh, they got a different bass player. I think Tom Tom was talking about this a couple of months ago, uh, where he had mentioned that they were a three person outfit for a while. Uh, that was when they got their uh, new bass player. He was a singer also, and they really became mm. a punk band for a while. Gotcha. I'm looking at all their album covers and what what great album covers. Just killer artwork on so, everything they've put out. And their drummer draws all those covers. Very cool. I have a question for you guys. Every one of you knows more about music than I do. So we're gonna I got I got a quiz for everybody here. Ooh, and and 42. I genuine I genuinely don't know the answer, so I'm, I'm going to ask you guys to volunteer Justin this. <laughs> Justin Bieber is always the answer. Always. He's always my answer. So when I was reading about Voivod and, you know, go to pull up the Wikipedia page. And first thing it says, starting out as a speed metal band. So what's speed metal? Help me out here. What is speed metal? I've been trying to figure that out for about. 42 years. Okay. <laughs> what, what is the difference between speed metal and thrash metal and then yeah. death metal? And yeah. Metals, it, it's all buckets. I think, right, uh, so I think you and Lewis said it best. You know, the heart of rock and roll is still beaten, right? There you go. So, yeah. Okay, well, you might have just answered the rest because I'm. I was going to ask you next after after you all gave me that answer. I was going to ask, what is progressive metal and what's thrash metal? What is thrash Progress, metal? Progressive, progressive me. metal is when you put a keyboardist in the band. <laughs> uh, <laughs> key, key, keyboardist and lots of tempo changes. That's there the song, you go. That's on. So that's, that's uh, progressive. Okay. Yeah. Well, now thrash. Dream Theater is progressive. If you ever, I rush may even be considered progressive. I, I, I would, know. but okay. I would, I would definitely consider rush. Okay. All right. Now, well, now, what is the thrash? Thrash metal. I don't it's know all, what the difference between speed and thrash is. It's, or death. I don't know. Or death it's metal, right? Right. So like what's Slayer? I mean, I would have said that's death metal or speed metal or even thrash metal. It could have gone any yeah. way with those three, you know. Yeah. I remember I read an article one time where they called Slayer death metal, Metallica thrash metal, and Testament was speed metal. And I thought, you know, they all sound the same to me. Right. <laughs> so yeah. I, I don't know the difference. I mean, okay. you, you look at the big metal acts, the, kind of the big four, you're talking the Black Sabbaths, the Iron Maidens, the Metallicas, the Slayers. And, you know, they're all cut from a lot of the same stones, right? I mean, it's not in my mind. So maybe, I never understood all the subgenres. Right, right. It's I agree the, with you. I got metal. People, People listening to Metallica are probably also listening to Maiden and Slayer and right. Black Sabbath also, you know, and it's let's and Celine Dion or Art must Bieber. go on. <laughs> so let's let's email Martin Popoff and we'll ask him what the difference is. 
you know, someone someone should. I'd be kind of curious to see what the answer will get back. <laughs> the so. reply would be, fuck you. <laughs> if, if you're lucky enough to get a reply. I would hope that's the reply. That's the only appropriate reply. You know. <laughs> Genres are always a little weird anyway, right? Because Soundgarden was considered grunge, although I really considered them a heavy metal act more than a right grunge act in my mind. But they're from Seattle, so therefore they must be they had to be grunge, grunge. right? And I'm sure I'm sure Hart was retroactively made a grunge act in Jimi Hendrix too at some point. But right. <laughs> all depends, right? I, I think, did always view Soundgarden as initially more of a metal band that just happened to survive the transition into grunge. <laughs> yeah, I mean they played with those bands, yeah. right? Obviously, they were friends with all those guys sure. and stuff, you know. But it's they just seem so much harder than a lot of the other bands. Right. At the time. In my mind. Soundgarden? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, you ever listen to them, Brett? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've okay. listened to Soundgarden. Um, I, I they were probably said, my favorite. Go ahead. No, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I almost said in so much more competence uh, than those other guys, but uh, that would be wrong, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Try. I Chris, I Cornell had a, Chris Cornell had a whole lot of talent that, uh, you know, hey, all those guys Kim, did. I, I never Kim Thale, I mean, come on. Yeah. Kim Thale. Yeah. So, yeah. Those, those guys uh, were just shame, shame on the world for letting Soundgarden go. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I agree with you. Yep. Just never should have happened. <laughs> All right, so uh, uh, dangerous question here for Brett, but uh, we'll ask it for everybody anyway. Uh, favorite <laughs> songs? My favorite one off of this album, no joke, was Panorama. Okay. So it uh, goes back to that first song, right? They, mm -hmm. they try to open it out, mm -hmm. uh, open it up pretty strong. And uh, I got a funny story, though. Uh, my second favorite, maybe arguably my favorite, was uh, The Prowl. Okay. And tell you why, got a good reason. So if you're listening to The Prowl, it's obviously a nautical theme. So sure. Prowl's like the front part of a boat, right? And uh, there's a whooshing sound, like the water, you know, like you're going through the ocean. And, and me being half deaf anyway, I'm running. And the whole time that song's playing, I swear I'm being, I'm about to be run over. So I'm yeah. continuously looking over my shoulder the whole time the prow is playing. And I'm thinking I'm about to die listening to this album, you know. So so there you go. That, that, those are my answers for this one. So Brett, I'll have you know that uh, Panorama and The Prow are number one and number two on Spotify for this album for listens. So. No joke. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Very good. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I'm sitting here looking and honestly, I can't pick a favorite. I thought it was such a good, even album across the board. I, I can't pick one. Yeah. I'll I, pick I, one. Honestly, when I put together my playlist and I had probably bob the first six albums up through this mm -hmm. i I'd, i just put it on shuffle and listen to it while i'm driving and sure. and enjoy everything 
Sure. But I'm psychotic. <laughs> I, I do the same thing. I mean, you know, I'm going to go. I'm gonna, now you're good, man. I'm going to go Golem just because I like the the prog progressive stuff that took me by surprise when it hit. It's like, right. ooh, that's nice. It just changed. Just you know, because I like you're saying, Tom. It was not. It was. It was even. So I was kind of like, okay, this is one of the albums you just put on and you get in a flow with something. And then the prog stuff hit, and I was like, oh, you know, snap me back a little bit. And I was like, okay, I, I'm feeling it. So I'm going to go with that one. So You know, it's funny. I'm going to draw an odd comparison here. So this is a band I got real into over the summer. And then recently I've gotten real into Tyler Childers. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. And, and both of them, I, I kind of put together these career spanning playlists. And, and I would say, you know, from a musical perspective, these two artists could not be any different i mean if i could sit here and draw some similarities but they're very different in terms of the type of music but the cool thing about it is both of the artists over their careers there has been so much evolution and and it's so cool to listen to all the different stuff they've come up with over the years nice like it we're sitting here nodding our heads which makes for great radio it does great it's podcast great, great, great radio. well we gotta let we gotta let tom talk right yeah what did uh bob how about you you know i i i vacillate uh if i'm allowed to use that term not masturbate i vacillate although i do both um, does, it, does it include <laughs> vaseline yes vacillation. Okay. Uh, <laughs> You know, but uh, I think I think this time around, uh, my my favorite, uh, and I I like the music of all of them, but I like the I like the lyrics best of best regards uh, this time around. Uh, I I just you know. At this point in time, the the lyrics said to me something to me, you know. Uh, but again, the music, I, I like the music from all of them because it's just so, uh, you know. Derek, you were talking about the uh, the progressiveness of Gollum kind of brought you back. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they're they're just so damn dissonant all the time. I love it. You know, it's and they, but they do it in such a way that it, it makes sense after the fact it ain't just fifth chords right yeah you know so you know it's uh they're they're always hitting the wrong note but then they play the right one afterwards to make everything okay (laughs) and and that's something you don't hear a lot in thrash speed death progressive whatever metal bands (laughs) uh so 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 funny, we were talking about the progressive element. So I, I was just kind of looking at this album on, on Wiki. And uh, fun fact. So remember the band Men Without Hats? Yeah. Yeah. So the Safety keyboard, dance. the band leader uh, from that band played keyboards on this album. So my definition of progressive, 
at a minimum, you get a keyboard player. You get a keyboard player. Yeah. And man, men without hats. That was a completely different but, style but of music. There's there's more to this story though, isn't there, Tom? Oh, uh, let me read. Uh, so Men Without Hands band leader performs keyboards on the outcast. This was done in return for Michael Langevin recording the drums for Men Without Hats on the Sideways album. So it was kind of a reciprocal thing. Right. He also toured with them. So wow. So the uh, the drummer for Voivod not only uh, not only recorded the drums for Men Without Hats, he also went on tour with them uh, to help them out. So I got to tell you, it stunned me to realize Men Without Hats is still a thing. I mean, like, <laughs> I, I, I well, mean they, holy cow. They were a thing at least as of 1991. Right. They may still be. Okay. I mean, even 1991, I, wow. There, there's still some minor metal bands out there touring and stuff. I'm just amazed. Occasionally they'll pop up. I'm like, really? They didn't even know they're still yeah. together, let alone right. on tour. Yeah. So Men Without Hats regrouped in 2010 and are still active. Men Without Hats are still active. So, I mean, yeah. I only know Pop Goes the World. I mean, that's hardly a metal <laughs> album, but, you know. And if you look oh, yeah. at the, the list of band members, it probably hits 25. Okay. Uh, you know, over time. Have gotcha. you looked at the Flying Burrito Brothers? For oh, former... Oh. <laughs> you, you can't takes, even rememberize that. I will say it takes, <laughs> take, takes a supercomputer to figure out <laughs> the members of that I, band. I <laughs> think I was in there at one point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Justin Bieber did vocals for playing, playing yeah. left handed tambourine. <laughs> you know, so it's funny. I'm reading. Uh, I'm reading this new Gary Moore biography that just recently came out, and um, you know, it's it's kind of funny because he's one of those guys that uh, I, I only knew certain things. You know, I knew the Gary Moore, Gary Moore band, Thin Lizzy Angles. But then you read this guy's biography. This guy played with fucking everybody, every goddamn genre you can imagine, and uh, it was—it's been mind blowing to to just read all of the lines this guy crossed over his life. I just think that's so cool. That's awesome. That 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 shows you a a true professional right there, right? You can just yeah, do yeah. it all. Good book. Yep. Highly recommend. And there's another yeah. Gary Moore biography coming out next year that I, I'm i looking forward to picking that up and reading it, too. So, still got the blues. I mean, <laughs> that's a hell of a song, right? So, um, yeah, you know, he kind of hit money there and uh, yeah. rode that horse the rest of the way. Oh, man. That's a... Uh, if you got a winning horse, I, why not? I st- I still listen to that occasionally. I'll get in the mood. I'll pick that one out and play. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, yeah. It's taking me down a rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> what is what is an album or a song that maybe? So I've had several beers. By the way, what's everybody having? I got a Jackie O's <laughs> Mystic Mama right now. 
I'm I've moved on to a cherry ghost. Again, I'm yeah. cleaning out the fridge, but right, uh, right. still working at Oktoberfest. Still, still, I'm still working on something I'm not allowed to say the name of anymore. So that's because you, you, you are the most interesting man on this podcast, anyway. So that's a call it a Tecate. A Tecate. Uh, tecate. Uh, so I'm uh, having a taco. How about that? A, a, a Tecate with two X's. Uh, so I was dying for a damn taco last week. <laughs> Uh, taco or burrito? <laughs> give me, give me, give me some fucking nachos with some salsa. Not I, I, a I mean, not to get mm. political here, but I'm still upset. There's not a taco truck on every corner like they promised me. So that's uh, well, you're just in the wrong damn town. I guess so. A town near I, you. It's I guess bullshit. so. But here's here's my question to you all. So so uh, if there if you have a playlist out there, you know, like like whatever i'm my mowing the yard playlist my going out for a run playlist whatever it is is there any song on there or performer that you think would shock the other three of us Ooh, i mean i'd have playlists with stuff no one's ever heard of before because there's some obscure ass bands that i really enjoyed some of their songs but well i have i have cindy lopper on a playlist. Well, I don't mind that. I, I'm not. Are no, you talking about we're shocked that you would have Cindy Lauper? Just uh, any uh, good question. So anything that I think would maybe yeah. shock. All right. Shock the others. Okay. What, I'm just curious. What's the Cindy Lauper song that's on that playlist? Time after time. Well, it's a fantastic. That's a good song. song. That's yeah, an outstanding that's a- song. I, that I, has, I like that. Has, it's it is now also a jazz standard. It is really? that mm-hmm. that broadly reached of a song. Yeah, I didn't know I, that. I've I've got one playlist where I've got a lot of Jose Feliciano on there, and I enjoy it a lot. That doesn't surprise me. No, I Jose Feliciano is good. Uh, yeah, uh, Freddie Fender. I've got some Freddie Fender on my playlist too. I, 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 I got, got Freddie one. Fender. I, David Allen Coe. And I'm not allowed to listen to it in certain places, but you know. Yeah. I know the songs. When I do software development, a lot of times I'll put on some electronica or dance music, not just because I like the, the beat and I don't really concentrate on the song, but. There is a song called Save the World by uh, Swedish House Mafia that I just really love that song. And, you know, I probably couldn't name another electronic or dance song to save my life. But that one, <laughs> that one, that one shows up on my playlist. That's, uh... I don't know. I got uh, I got several Andre Segovia albums. That I would you. expect I would <laughs> expect that. Yeah. It might have surprised. It might have surprised me back in you know ninety or ninety one, but not not twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three, whatever year this is now. That's I I don't know. (laughs) I have recently uh, Sinatra, Barbara Streisand. um, Fuck, I like. I just like good music. I don't have anything against Sinatra. I just have a hard time getting. Into Sinatra for some reason. I like some of his songs. I like like the older stuff, and I think it's Sinatra Live at the Sands. 
and then I've got a uh, uh, John. Uh, uh, his dad was a famous jazz guitarist. He's John Pizzarelli. Just did an album where it was a remake of Sinatra and Joe Beam, and it was I. Uh, I forget who John Pizzarelli had playing with him on that, but uh, it's good music. Mm. How about Don Ho? I've got a Don Ho album on one of my playlists. Ooh, that one surprises me. Okay, that yeah, that that that, 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 that was that would be not one I had on the bingo card there. You know, that's uh, you may have just taken the cake there. I'm winning. Yeah. I'm winning. I did. I did live in Hawaii for a few years. So that's true. That's true. All right. I got some Britney Spears videos. That's a little different. Yeah, no, yeah. That count. That's a little different. Any, I don't know if they have any songs in them or not, but <laughs> yeah, yeah sound is down. I tell you one that my wife turned me on to, and we just watched uh, like the two-hour documentary of his life was George Michael. Okay. Really interesting. I forget what the t- name of the documentary was. We had that. We had the uh, rent it on one of the streaming channels. Fucking awesome documentary. And, and and I never realized what a great voice this guy had. You know, you just knew him from all the pop shit. Right. But, uh, oh, my God, he had an incredible voice. Hmm. It was kind of like the faith, but right. that was about as far as I went until she listens to him. <laughs> Since we're you guys bring up Hawaii, okay, stuff, Bob. Sorry, uh, no, uh, uh, you you listen to Is? Yeah, oh, yeah, I listen to Is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he he was one that albums. went way too soon. Oh yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, man, what a voice! So, I, I there's a band ABC. Do you guys remember ABC? I remember that. They're easy as one, two, three. Yeah, exactly. I've yeah, got them on a playlist. And <laughs> you know, wow. It's wild to hear them. And then like right after that'll be the 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 white stripes, you know, or <laughs> or or you know, buddy guy or something. It's right. it's pretty wild to have those those all back to back kind of messes your mind up. That's okay. That's kind of the point to a playlist, right? That depending on the mood you're wanting to set. Right. Yeah, I don't think I got anything else too weird on there. I I got a Maybe. question for you guys about uh, about can- Canadian music in general. So <laughs> it's what mouths. what what could it's their mouths? I agree. So so we got Sarah McLaughlin, right? So she's yeah. totally broken through, no problem whatsoever. There's there's no mm-hmm. boundary issue there whatsoever. Lover Boy in the very early '80s, they they yeah. broke through, no problem. Brian Adams, Brian Adams, Rush. middle late '80s, Rush, Rush. kind of through Gordon, Gordon Lightfoot, Gordon Lightfoot. By God, we got to do a Gordon Lightfoot album, but that's that's beside the point here. Here or there. Right? What is the issue with that northern border? There are so many performers that don't make the the jump down or whatever. What's up with that? Why is it? Didn't Canada used to have the requirement that Canadian radio or media had to play a certain percentage of songs that were Canadian or something like that? So 
part of me wonders if that's the case, if they just got big enough in Canada, it kept them the, you know, the roof over the head and the money in the table that it wasn't necessarily as lucrative to head south of the border to try to, you know, but I don't know that. I'm just, I'm just wondering if, you know, you've got a structure in place that almost guarantees you're going to get played. It's just because yeah, you're Canadian, you know. Makes sense. Uh, that's as reasonable an explanation as any. Well, and, uh, you know, there's, there's also, <laughs> yeah, not to, not to change the uh, subject completely, but I will. I was, uh, <laughs> I was, I was reading an article earlier today about uh, searching for life on earth, you know, because scientists are always searching for life on extraterrestrial planets. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, so what some incredibly brilliant scientists said was, why don't we take these things that we've been trying and, and using to search for life on other planets and see if we could use them to search for life here on earth. Okay. And, and so they started doing some of those. And what they found was they couldn't find any life here on earth. Well, so, oh, intelligent you know what, life. I heard. You know what oh, the yeah. problem was? They were, they were looking in Ohio. Right, right, right. Well, obviously <laughs> there's no life there, but, <laughs> but I guess what I'm, what I'm getting at is, you know, the, uh, a lot of bands here in the States don't make it in the States either. Yeah. Uh, Good point. And, yeah. Even if they do make it someplace, you know, there's a there's some bands, and this will happen. Um, you ever heard of Anvil, Tom? I know you have. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, you know, yes. And Anvil, uh, they used to tour Europe and Japan all the time. Uh, big big names over there. Couldn't couldn't play a fucking club in the states with fifty people, but. Yep. Sell it, selling out concert halls in Europe. Yeah, yeah. Just, right, just well, we still have some regionally in the United States too, because there used to be a blues guy I see playing a, a small club here in South Carolina, but out west he played much larger venues and much bigger crowd. You know, it just regionally he was just much more popular out there than he was on the East Coast. You know, you think it'd be homogenized almost at this point, but it's yeah. still not. Yeah. Well, you got a you got an excellent point. So, uh, an album that we're going to do later this season is uh, Susie Quattro, and Susie mm -hmm. Quattro is an American, Detroit, Michigan. Right? How much more American than that can you get? Very little success here in the states, but Europe, Australia, Canada. Yeah, there you go. She's got all kinds of success. So, well, I, 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 I do think outside of the united states there is a much uh they're more they've got much more adventurous ears they're willing to listen to uh much broader spectrum of music than we have here in the states in the states if it if it if it, if it can't be put in a box and put on the radio and sold like a can of beans you ain't gonna make it, right? I wonder if that has to do with the history and the geography, and I, I I mean this sincerely. Here, you know, in North America, we have three primary languages, right? With English, Spanish, French, and you know, there are some other in, 
languages, native indigenous languages, but they're not widely known. Just don't Whereas, you dare try and speak any of the other two in right. <laughs> the United States. But, but I'm, I'm just saying North America as a, yeah, yeah. as a whole. Then you go to like Europe. How many different languages are actively spoken in sure. Europe? You know, yeah. there's a bunch. So in a tighter geographic area, and it makes me wonder, you know, because you've got these very, you know, you know, these very tight social yeah. structures and social entities and, you know, geographies and stuff. Does that let, you know, go, oh, yeah, I'm more willing to listen to something else because you're going to hear anything. You're going to hear half a dozen different languages anyway. Well, know, and, and I would say even take it a step further. You've got a potpourri of people. You've got a potpourri of cultures. Well, that's and, culture. That's the term I, I couldn't come up with. But no, no. So. I, but I think language is very succinct. Mm-hmm. But it's you, you've just got this big, you know, we talk about the United States being a melting pot. <laughs> You know, just we ain't nothing melting pot like over in Europe. You got a whole bunch of different kinds of people over there, and I think I think yeah. that's a huge influence on what they're willing to listen to and just be entertained by. Sure, I agree. I agree. All right, but I'm from Southern Ohio, so what the fuck do I know? The Ohio River and and Not, deer hunting. So you know as much as the rest of us, Tom, which is basically jack shit. I used to eat squirrel and uh, rabbit. <laughs> All right, so so um, let's uh, let's wrap this up. Let's. Uh, what what are our final thoughts? Great band, great album, loved every bit of it. So I, I need to listen to some of the later stuff because you guys are talking about how much they've changed over the years so i'm curious now to hear some of the later things to see how they changed you and you know i'm you almost have to that. listen to every album because they 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 literally change each and every time wow especially when they change a person it all it changes. just changes their sound radically yeah. at that point yeah wow okay well, I noticed they had a connection to like some kind of sci-fi thing too, like cartoons or something. I couldn't figure out exactly what it was, but <clears throat> you guys, can you guys help me out here? Like, what what were they talking about? The uh, the the original concept was uh, uh, the the Voivod as uh, a, a slight bastardization of a of a nomadic tribe uh, of of people sort of like the Huns. Okay. Uh, who, who like, uh, ran across Europe and Asia, uh, you know, uh, raped the cows, ate the women, whatever, and, uh, did, did whatever it was they were going to do, uh, thousands of years ago. And, uh, that's, that's kind of what the, the title is from. And the, the basic concept this is my understanding is the, the band kind of started off thinking of themselves, maybe not themselves, but the, the concept behind the band as kind of like a, a futuristic uh, vampire sort of uh, I, I, sci-fi <laughs> thing. Yeah. 
Uh, that's weird. where I was struggling. Yeah. I was struggling right there. So okay. it's, it's kind of changed over the years, you know, because as they've grown older and they've they they've kind of changed their minds on it too. I'm sure, as as things have grown over the years, but uh, it, it's always been sci-fi, and you didn't see it so much in this album, but most most of the albums before this and and several of the albums afterwards, uh, they 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 talk a lot about nuclear war in all of their albums and, ah. and their, their fears of, of a nuclear society and how society is collapsing on itself. Uh, and, and we're all going to end up dead because of nuclear war and, and just general inability to get along with each other sort of thing. So, so that's kind of where they're coming from with the whole thing. Okay. Okay. Thank you. That's some happy shit. Yeah. <laughs> the day after. Yeah, so they're kind of out there, but they're they're interesting. I liked it. Excellent. It was fun for me. I like I said, for some strange reason, I wanted to listen to Mel Tillis <laughs> afterwards. So something there struck Mel Tillis with me, but uh, God knows what that was. Uh, well, I am the, very curious about that. So that's, uh, the only thing better than listening to Mel Tillis is listening to a Mel Tillis interview. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you can't listen to Mel Tillis, will you, will you watch Elmer Fudd? <laughs> Seriously, I don't have the money or else I'd pay for the MRI to Brett you know, as the functional MRI, as he's listening to Boyvon and Bellatillas, just to see what parts of the brain light up at the t- same time and try to figure something out. connected the dots there, and I don't know what it was. Get me out of this! I, I should have played that one point two billion dollar lottery tonight. That way, no I'd have the money that. for that study. You know, it's. Uh, I think I owe everybody an apology. I'm starving to death, and I've been sitting here drinking beer and scotch the whole night. I am trashed. I've probably said stupid things and ruined no. the podcast. No, no, no. no. You're, you're, in a, you're in a safe space. Yeah, you're, you're pretty coherent still. <laughs> After I think that first one or second one where I got really hammered on the the scotch i'm like i switched to beer right after that i'm like i can't keep doing these on because you're, you're okay, i'm drinking Brad. on an empty stomach okay. so yeah god knows what i've said uh, i don't at even some remember point, all of it bob will just cut me out no it won't hear from me for the rest of the podcast that it'll, it'll be okay it. <laughs> i think it's the other way around i think pot bob's probably just gonna have it me like saying stupid <laughs> shit <laughs> that that's just for the patreon people the outtakes right. <laughs> that's the patreon that's where we get it <laughs> all right gentlemen i gotta take my dogs outside hey everybody thanks for sticking with us while we discussed voivod's album angel rap be sure to come back to us next time where we talk about jason isbell's album live at the house of blues until then i hope all your late nights are good ones